to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. We survived to 2023. We're here. It's a new year. Same us, I guess. Still talking about anime. I uh for for an opening bit, I was looking at the 2023 public domain list of things that are hitting public domain to see what we I would want to have turned into an anime. And I realized the the most notable things were like the 1927 sci-fi masterpiece Metropolis, mm-hmm. which kind of already has yeah. an anime movie. Okay, <laughs> let me let me, let me give you a pitch. Okay, okay. Sherlock Holmes. That was my other thing. He's a dog. Yeah. The, the oh, man. I thought you were about to say what are Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century? Yeah, the 22nd century. Look, <laughs> yeah, hero. We did it again. We- Look, we all love undoubted masterpiece Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century, but it's important we stay on uh-huh. medium here. Mm, yeah. uh, it, it's just important that every year of the Gloria <laughs> Chat, Eero and I find a way to shoehorn in Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century. <laughs> and Spider-Man. No, 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 we did it for 23. Yeah, that, that was Don't the other thing. Don't forget Spider-Riders. I think it's like the rest of Sherlock Holmes hit public domain this, this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. He's allowed to be nice now. God knows we've had enough Sherlock Holmes in anime already, and how's that worked out? Mm-hmm. But uh, that Sherlock sure Holmes anyway. good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We we will we will leave 2023 to to later because uh, we're going to take our last opportunity to talk about 2022 and our top ten best anime asterisks of uh, mm-hmm. t- 2022 list, which we just put out. And uh, yeah, it's an interesting one, which we'll get into in a minute. But I always enjoy it when it's a little bit off kilter. Yeah, we'll have some things to say, I'm sure. But uh, to introduce everybody, I think. Yeah, go ahead, G. Oh, I was just gonna say, I think that 2022 is uh, a bit of an off kilter year for anime, right? Like, uh, I I mean, I think there's a lot of very high profile stuff, of course, right? I think um, there's been a lot of notable shows, but I think at least for our specific. Uh, kind of corner of the internet and anime discourse, right? It's uh, the, the lack of an obvious front runner for 2022 means that we end up with a much more kind of eclectic list because, yeah, you know, I feel like we all also... I feel like we all very much voted with our hearts on this one, uh, which is yes. good. <laughs> I enjoy it, but uh, yeah, to introduce everybody before we get into it, I'm Gel. I'm joined by Iro. Still here. It's 2023, and I'm not dead yet. Still alive in 2023. And we've got G. What's good, everybody? And we're joined by Zig. Yes, welcome to the year of Luigi plus 10, a whole decade mm-hmm. of Luigi. Uh-huh. Yeah, is it just officially every 10 years we make it the year of Luigi? <laughs> I mean, every year is the year plus of 10 Luigi. 10 Luigi seems like a pretty good item. I truly believe. Oh, that's <laughs> yes, true. Indeed. Yes, yeah. So it's the tenth. I got you. It's the tenth year of Luigi. That's fine. Yes. All right. Well, we've got our list of the ten best shows here, uh, which, like we mentioned, it's an interesting list. I think we did want to shout out a couple things that didn't make the list. Perhaps some honorable mentions, real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, 
maybe we can just go around. I mean, Ira, did you have any you want to shout out that didn't make it? I mean, first of all, of course, Lucifer and the Biz camera got robbed. Uh, well, by having a no, bad we, anime, we got robbed. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. that yeah. does not definitely does not deserve to be on the list. Though. I mean, Biscuit no, of Hammer was doesn't. robbed yeah. on a like metaphysical yes. level. Yeah, yeah, that's all I'm saying. I'm saying <laughs> you know fair. if this guy had a good anime, it, I would have been on here probably. Uh, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. But that's a sort of a fake answer. I would say probably maybe Mob Psycho, uh, season three. As well, like, you took mine already. So. Well, yeah, I mean, we can agree <laughs> on things. Uh, you yes, know, yeah. <laughs> like it wrapped everything up, you know, and I think it was good, you know. Uh, Gee, you, you've got you've got Mob Psycho as well. Oh uh, yeah, I just think that you know, again, it, I sort of noted this even in my own uh, my own uh, year in review uh, post that. Uh, Mob Psycho 3 is a more low-key season than season 2, um, mm-hmm. but I think that considering the narrative material they had to work with, I think Bones did a truly excellent job of of putting a cap on the story of Mob and, and, and that cast as a whole. I think that Mob Psycho 100 season 3, uh, it just ends in a really good place. It It finishes very gracefully, and I think that's just worth, like... I think it's worth praising, especially in anime. Like, it, very, very rare for that kind of show to get a satisfying ending, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think they really pull it off. It's Bones doing what they've always done with Mob Psycho. They just, they've just done it again, you know. In a lot of ways, Mob Psycho 100 season three is like, you know, it's just watching. I don't know, like, 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 a, like a master, like. A master at work, right? Like it's it, like obviously a, a lot of work and and artistry and creativity went into it, but it is just kind of cool to watch someone just mm-hmm. do a thing they're really damn good at for the third time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, and yeah, um, I I think that's you know so yeah, shout out to Mob Psycho. Uh, if I have my own uh, uh pick, I guess um. I don't know if it actually deserves to be in our top ten, but I just want to give a shout out to to Pop Team Epic Two. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that that is the co- like. There's there's been a lot of good anime comedies this year, but I think that is the one that, in a lot of ways, is the most reflective of how <laughs> our senses of humor have evolved. Yes, uh, over into the last pure few chaos. years. Yes. <laughs> one thing. Basically. One thing. One thing you can always say about Pop Team Epic is nobody commits to the bit harder than they do. You know, they yes, will take and... every joke through to the logical end point. Yeah. Yeah. The only one that might commit harder is Akiba Made War, which we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Um, Zig, did you uh, want to mention any yeah, honorable uh, mentions? A couple of quick shout outs. Um, I wanted to shout out The Orbital Children, which technically came out this year, right at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a mess, but it's interesting and funny and charming and looks great. And I think everyone should watch it. It's not perfect, but I really liked it. And I would like to see more stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And also, JoJo, you know, like Stone Ocean <laughs> has been a very, very solid adaptation it's been pretty kneecapped by netflix's weird decision to release it in three separate chunks and kill all the bars but thanks um, netflix i haven't finished it yet but you know i have laughed more at this piece at at this section than anything since part three probably 
Um, mm-hmm. There's been some really wacky fun stuff, and it's been great generally, you know. So totally, um, you know, that's a case where the fact that it's been going so long and like they have just been been so reliably good kind of works against it for making a list. But it, it's still David Production doing the full JoJo thing, and it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I've definitely enjoyed part six a lot. As someone who, you know, I say it every time, was a little cool on part five. Yeah. I feel like six, the thing I really love about six is um, it fully makes the transition from part three's era of like weird punch ghosts to the current form of how JoJo fights go, which are basically conditional mini games of death. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yes. I just. Like, just, the fights it, are barely fights anymore at this point. Yeah, <laughs> It's basically just, how can I rules lawyer my way into punching you once? Like, yeah. Right. Which, like, which like was Joey always kind of a thing. barely even but... punches people that much anymore, you yeah. know? It's... <laughs> a punch is the, the reward for getting past the obstacles, right? Like, Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I just enjoy how, like, weird and obtuse the the rules of the game get, you know? For example, the uh, knowing that an invisible corpse has no concept of up or down, and therefore it can <laughs> float and walk on the walls and ceilings. Because of course, what are you stupid? Um, yeah, or, yeah, or just, just like a rocky. <laughs> no, no, you go ahead. No, just that weird tortured logic, and also the yeah. uh, the method of storytelling wherein it is very obvious that this week Araki read a magazine article on X, and yes. now X is yes. the enemy of uh-huh. the week. God, that's exactly what I was about to get. Or this week, I read the young adult novel Holes. (laughs) Yes. Or uh, (laughs) I saw Memento in theaters. Yes. Uh, All right. I'm going to have to. This week, I went to Disneyland. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to. Unfortunately, I think I'm going to have to cut you guys off from naming every bizarre thing Uh that happens in uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Suffice that JoJo's Bizarre Adventure has many bizarre things. Yes, but it, it sounds very fun. Um, I'm just going to shout out uh, Call of the Night, which mm-hmm. oh yeah, I, I has stuck with me longer than I expected. Mm-hmm. In like, a year I of kind pro- of just... problematic waifus. <laughs> uh, I mean, I Lady mean, ironic... will have that effect on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I, the I, we didn't really get to talk about the the ending of it. I don't think, and it it, it ended very well, which helped a lot. But like, that's good. I don't know, just that whole being a young person hanging out in the middle of the night feeling that vibe. Wanting yeah. to be a vampire. Really, yeah. yeah. Makes makes me want to be a vampire. But uh yeah. Yeah. Right. That was that was good times. Um but yeah, we have uh ten other shows on this list to mm-hmm. talk about. Uh so mm-hmm. let's dive into that and we'll start with perhaps a controversial number ten. Uh uh, Peter has selected Onipon, which uh, they did talk about um, and also wrote about. And you can follow along at home. We have the top 10 post up at theglorioblog.com. So you can follow along and read our more expanded thoughts. We'll probably repeat some of the things here. But um, yeah, Onipon is a basically a short kid show. Right. Uh, it's like five minute episodes but there's like 60 episodes of it or mm-hmm. something so um, studio, i can't believe right? anybody would vote for a kid show uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah <laughs> i know right and uh, we, it's about actually just just for context actually do we want to just like break down real quickly like 
how our top 10 is is selected yeah sure it it's a weighted vote everybody has five votes from one to five mm-hmm. and you know number one gets the most points number two so and so and we tally everything up so it's a, yes it's a very simple system weighted vote so yeah, it's very it simple. Me... I just want to say it so people don't think like, oh, were these guys like arguing in a room for six hours yeah. until <laughs> Odipon snuck its way into the top ten or something? So there is a th- this is a mathematically uh, determined list uh-huh. based on everyone's voting, and you know you vote you vote something number one, it gets more points. You vote something number five, it gets less points, etc. I have a spreadsheet which I keep secret <laughs> from everyone, and then. Uh, you know, we make a list, mm-hmm. but uh, that's how we kind of get things that, you know, if somebody is really, um, really wants something on the list, it'll make it on the list. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, Tony Pond. one of the things I like about this system is that it does allow left field picks like this if people really want to push them through, you know. Right. And I, or... I think that. Or there's collusion, you know, which is also valid. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, Onipan is a fun, weird, goofy little show. And obviously, I think that resonated with Peter very deeply. Well, deeply might be a bit of an overstatement, but clearly they enjoyed it a great deal, you know. And I think that putting something like this on, as well as some of the other stuff we've got, some of the more obviously high profile, is a good example of how diverse the output from the anime industry was mm-hmm. this year. You know, we got a lot of good, fun stuff on different levels of, of complexity, different levels of humor, all that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did watch a couple of these, because they're, they're, they're five-minute episodes, right? Um, I think it is most notably remembered for yes. a mildly viral chase sequence mm-hmm. because some of the animation is absolutely ridiculous, right. which it's adds with, to it's the with fun. studio, right? And yes, like, so, the Attack on Titan yes. people, and so they're good at <laughs> weird, like complex three D movements through cities, uh, right? Yes, uh, which which we will see probably yeah. m- many times on this list. Yes, but uh, yeah, so a good fun show to uh, kick things off with. To say the least, but yes, yeah. congratulations to Onipon, mm-hmm. number ten on our 2022 <laughs> anime of the year list. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's go to number nine, which is, we have Kaguya-sama: Love Is War, Ultra Romantic, which is season three of the anime. I'm so and... glad this one still made the list. Yeah. So okay, just you know, brief right. synopsis. It's season three, so you, you, I'm sure people know, but it, it, it to me, this is like the premier anime romantic comedy of the past several years. Definitely, um, mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a simple premise with the 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 student council president and the vice president falling in love, but they don't want to admit it, and they're trying to force each other through increasingly elaborate ways to make the other one confess. But you know, the show grows and evolves from there. It's got a great ensemble cast that kind of adds to the mix and everybody is either a dirt bag or a weirdo yes or both probably both <laughs> um yeah I, I i think i have a bone to pick i think with the rest of the glorio crew on this one being at number nine because i think i think y'all i think y'all forgot <laughs> how good this was no okay look i, I didn't watch all it right, so all right. i refused myself all, all right the, no, okay. I I think I know who's who, he, I know who's picking a bone with because I am the I am the person who watched season three to completion <laughs> and I did not put it in my top five. No, um, no you're not, you're not the only one, G. You're not the okay. only one. Okay, look, I had look, I had to fucking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Someone had to put Pop Team Epic two in their top five. Okay, 
I, I think. Uh, <laughs> I also think perhaps uh, some of us got caught up in the new hotness of Bochi the Rock. Uh, yeah, look, I. But okay, so look, nobody is immune to recency bias. That is true, but but mm-hmm. I do think that like, I think Kaguya-sama is great. I think again, this is not a mark against it. Is is this just a case similar to like JoJo, where Kaguya bleh, Kaguya has become a little familiar? Like, even though the things that we love about Kaguya-sama is that it involves the status quo and the jokes are fresh and they and they and they invent new bits every time. The, the fundamental framework of Kaguya-sama. I mean, this is season three, man. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I get it. Um, I I do think because I I I went back and watched some clips before I made my final vote, and I'm like, oh yeah, this show, this. I would argue season three might still be the best season. Like it's really that- funny. Like the rap, like the rap battle episode, the PS one joke, the just like, and you know. If we if we're gonna compare to Bochi, I think I personally took more psychic damage from Ishigami's arc watching that than I, <laughs> I did from watching uh God, Bochi. Ishiga- the fucking Ishigami. It, are I we judging believe- shows now based on how much they hurt you? Because yes, uh- <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Jesus, I I. Let's- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, dude. I well, just the thing. I think I, I've said it multiple times. I know I said it when we were covering the show. As someone who didn't read the manga, I think I joked that man. I can't wait till we enter the fucking Ishigami harem protagonist, you know, like arc of Kaguya Sama, and I feel like the end of season three has basically guaranteed that is the like future trajectory of this show. <laughs> yeah, or so we may, so it seems anyway. But yeah, yeah, it's it's truly wild. Ah. Uh... But no, I mean, it's what's left it's, to be done. They they confessed. I mean, in a lot of ways, maybe Kaguya-sama should be higher up because they actually pulled it off, right? The yeah, payoff I mean, that big, was worth that it. big ending, the big payoff yeah. in the end, and yeah, it just they totally nailed it. Yeah, I think um, I just appreciate it. Kind of does a little bit of everything you want out of a comedy very well. Like it's it's pro- it's like probably the most well rounded of the comedies. Like. It's funny, of course. Um, you know, it's it's well made, very well made. Uh, you know, the comedy can be relatable, um, and you know, there's there's a little bit there's a little bit of plot in there, and you know, it's just like a little bit of everything that they do really well. Yeah, and, like it it is a it is a well rounded um, hexagon stat grid. Yes, it's got yes. If we're gonna make our our hex stats, yes, it's it's, it's got, got fours and fives across the board, <laughs> right? So, just a solid pick overall. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I I'm I was surprised. I'm glad I made the list. You know, make honestly, a lot of this list, the order is so chaotic. Like you could reorder a lot of these. I think, but sure, it's on the list. We can talk about it. And I mean, I'm glad know, we can give it this shout-out, because we probably won't be able to next year mm. when it gets a movie, and movies are always weird in how yeah. we uh, how and when, how we no. include them in our end-of-year deliberations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how and when we can actually even see them, or... Right. Right, but... Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the story will continue. I, they didn't... I don't remember if they actually said there would be another TV series, right? They haven't said that yet, I, but th- I, definitely a movie. 
I think I think Aqua, who is the one who has read the manga, has mentioned that there's oh, enough might... material left over that uh, one more movie wouldn't cover it all, basically. Right. Like, like you would need a movie and another season of TV to 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 fully close the book on Kaguya-sama. Right. Sure. So, the war will continue in 2023. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Let's move on to number eight. Mm-hmm. Made in Abyss, the golden city of the scorching sun. This is the, the sequel. This is season two. Yeah. Um, after, well, there's a season and a movie, which is the movie is actually relevant right, yes. to this. Um. And, the sequel you know, to the, our 2017 anime of the year, that's worth pointing out. Yes, yes. which is now at number eight. Um, yeah. I th- we, so, we've talked about, so Made in Abyss, as the, I guess the, the the quick summary, this is, you know, about this young girl and her ro- robot friend going into the, this fantasy, weird fantasy abyss place, right? And Big hole, it's, yes. It's a very interesting yes. mix of like very cute characters and very um, sinister Fun things house. happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to say the I least. Mean, I, like I wrote the wrap up on this, and and I'll speak first, I guess. Which is, um, this is not as strong a season as the first season was, and I don't think it's as strong as the movie either. Um, the story sort of meanders, and I think that there are some unfortunate creative <laughs> choices, let's say. Um, and also, it's just sort of really grim. Like, um, And mm-hmm. I think, you know, a lot of the debate around this season was, is this the point where the show becomes so grim that watching it is actually more painful than, than enjoyable? And I don't think that's the case, but I think we're kind of getting close. But what I will say is that I still think it looks fantastic. It's an incredibly interesting, imaginative world that they're in. And it really is good at making you feel the things that are happening and, you know, have emotional reactions to the story and and empathize with the characters on screen, you know. And at the end of the day, I, I think... I think, you know, the scales are perhaps more even this time than they were in 2017, mm. but I, I still think that this show overall is a, is a good show, and I think that the good parts outweigh the bad parts. Yeah, yeah I, I would agree with that. I think Maiden Abyss has some of, like, how do I put this? It's sort of, like, permanently expanded my, like, imagination space of, like, what, like, a fantastical setting can be like, Right. It's like mm-hmm. it's so imaginative and evocative and strange and compelling, even even when it gets you know gross or just directly upsetting. It often does it in a way yeah. that just is incredibly fascinating, right? Right. Like, because I, I, I think the thing that's important to note is that like. It's not even like, you know, like we're talking about how, oh man, you know, Made in Abyss is so grim and whatever. But like, you know, in the grand scheme of things, right, Made in Abyss is not even the most like fucked up piece of media ever made, right? But it's important to note that every time we talk about it, we never treat, well, we never treat most of its storytelling style as like, you know, egregious or overly, um, 
gratuitous, right? Like, I mean, it is a gratuitous right. show, but like, as Ziggs generally, to, a, it balances out just just evenly enough to justify the content it's showing. I would say, in the vast majority of cases, that that as G says, it's the use of you know, be it violence or body horror or whatever, is generally justified by the story they are trying to tell. That is, it's, I mean, I mean, we used the word gratuitous earlier. I don't think in the vast majority of cases it is gratuitous because often the explicit content is connected directly to the story they're trying to tell. What's a problem is when it isn't connected. And that mm-hmm. has yes. become, <laughs> that, that, you know, that is... Um, it's still in there. More obvious and more of a problem than it was in past seasons. Right. Or past right. season, I think, you know. And this was already kind of a problem with the movie, which straight up has a couple of scenes of cold-blooded torture, which are not really uh, right. necessary. But, I mean, look, it's this is the year of, of problematic fame. <laughs> like, this is a very problematic <laughs> show that is... Yeah. It is like, like I said, it is a balancing act. You know, for some people, it will not be for them. You know, Artemis bowed out for entirely understandable reasons. Um, I also right. tapped yeah. out, and like yeah. I think we yeah. we discussed um, this plenty of times, like prior to the show airing, that like <laughs> with no shame in in Mountain because yes. it gets rough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I. I think that definitely there are ways that it could mitigate and improve the way it chooses mm-hmm. to deliver some of that content, you know. And I think the fact that it, it does so more unevenly than in the past is the reason why it's not further up this list, yeah. you know. But mm-hmm. I still think it has great power, you know, it has real emotional stakes. And as Iro said, there's so much imagination, so much pure fantasy behind um, a lot of its storytelling. I, I still think it deserves a mm-hmm. place on this list. Totally. I mean, hell, Made in the Abyss is the greatest argument I've ever seen in favor of the belief that, like, to make truly <laughs> great creative work, you kind of have to be a fucked up little guy. <laughs> like, you kind of have to be a little, like, wrong in the head. I'm not sure out the, go down this path. To push out the boundaries of human imagination, you have yeah. to be uh, not exactly. within them, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Well... Uh, it's it, Yeah, even even as someone that tapped out on it, I still find it fascinating. Um, even, yes. have, even from having watched the first season. It's just a... I feel like there is a a cost to watching this anime, and you have <laughs> yes, to be willing to absolutely. pay it or not. Yeah. Uh, so you know, just your your mileage may vary yeah. with that. All yeah. right, uh, let's move along. Yeah, well, so I was going to say this show might be the show here that has the the lowest cost of entry. Like, yes, pull, yes. Pull, pull, pull I mean, they both... They both include children who are suffering under unimaginable <laughs> burdens. Yeah. So, oh, yes. Number, yes. It, except in one case, it's cold-blooded torture, and in one case, it's not being able to eat all the peanuts you want. So. Yeah. Number seven, we have Spy Family. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Possibly the the one show, the only show on this list that you could literally recommend to any human being on the planet uh, to it's watch. It's the only show and, on here I, I, I could show to my mom. Yeah. Um. But yes, this is the super popular adaptation featuring the 
the Forger family mm-hmm. who live in totally not Cold War era Berlin. Yes. Um, and they are putting on the appearance of a normal upper class family, but in reality, uh, the dad is a spy, the mom is an assassin, and the daughter can read people's minds. And I guess the dog can see in the future. The dog can see right? the future. Yeah, yeah I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> so we have that now. Mm-hmm. Um, and none of them know this. None of them know that the other people, uh-huh. are, are, other than other than Anya. Well, no, that, Anya uh, knows everything, right? Yes, like, because she can, because read, she minds, can read people's so she minds. Knows everything. So hilarity ensues. Um, yeah, I mean, this is just like, it's a it's a it's a neat kind of unique premise to set mm-hmm. up a very just like chill show yeah. right like like um it is it is know. the most chill show featuring a hit woman as one of the <laughs> characters I've yeah. ever seen I yeah think, i mean because right? like you could read that concept and you could interpret that a number of ways and yet none of the i mean the story pops up occasionally some of the you know lloyd or very, even more rarely yours job occasionally pops up but like most of the time it's sort of like wacky hijinks wacky slice of life type hijinks uh set over this very interesting yeah. setting right and it's I, a lot I of think fun this is a great i think this is a great case of like this is a platonic adaptation in the sense of great source material like really solid uh building blocks to work with given to a studio that like just just adapts it well, right? Like it's just they capture all of the best moments, yeah. Then they translate them to motion, and then occasionally they add their own like style and flourish to it. And I, I think mostly like Spy Family, the anime is a perfect translation of the source material. It it's just here you go. It's <laughs> yeah, good, yeah. And and honestly sometimes i think this is proof that sometimes that's just enough right yes. like that that can be enough to like get you into people's like get, to catch people's attention right um i mean the like, like a lot of adaptation is deciding like when to keep things the same and when to make things different right and yeah. right the, in in <laughs> this is uh there's no need to no need to change it let's let's just enhance it right um, yeah and and i don't i don't want to like dismiss their work either because as you know, as we found out this year with like other, you know, high profile adaptations, like it can be difficult to adapt to, yeah. right? Like jokes require different approaches when being translated into motion, right? You have to think about timing. You have to think about vocal delivery. And yeah. I think Spy Family, Family, the anime has done such a good job of capturing like all of the source material's best moments, you know? Like I... Like, I regularly went back to, like, past episodes. Because, again, it's crazy to think that, like, Spy Family started this year, right? right. Like, we made it through the entire, like, what, 26, like, 24 episodes? Yeah, like, run in just this year. And, like, damn, it sure is funny when Anya punches <laughs> Damien in the face <laughs> yeah. on her first day of school. Yeah. Never gets old. Yeah, Never gets old, no. Uh, you know, damn that. Um, uh, and, but, yeah, also, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say some really sterling vocal work from Anya's actor as oh, an actress yeah. as well. Like she is, she is just so like those blithe, like from the mouths of babes statements are extremely yes. good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Just it's just a wholesome 
good old comedy, family comedy. Very Just charming show, yeah. And uh, it, it introduced the world, the wider world as a to a whole, as a whole to uh, to your uh-huh, forger. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, literally uh, what twenty twenty two's wife of the year <laughs> probably. Hmm. Like, you know. Hmm. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, perhaps to the general public, but... Uh, I mean, I'm just thinking aggregate. Yeah, yeah. All right, look, yes. we all have our own particular dogs uh-huh. in this race, but, like, you know, if if we're talking about as a whole, right, like... Yeah. I'm just saying your is 2022's, like, yeah. 2B, you know? Right. Like, like the anime yeah. girl who got, you know, the metric shit ton of uh, fan So, art. okay, I walk in the mornings, uh, you know... And uh, there's yeah. one car that has a, a Hinata from Naruto bumper sticker or whatever. Oh, and, like, excellent. Uh-huh. So I would see that car. And then once the second half of Spy Family started, uh, I was walking one morning. <laughs> and in addition to the Hinata from Naruto sticker was a Your Forger in a Bunny Suit sticker on that car. Hell and yeah. And I thought that Truly was... Really <laughs> the of, <laughs> that was really funny. The bellwether of public opinion has yeah. turned. I thought it was really funny <laughs> when I saw that and I was like, oh, no, that's boy. very good. I yeah. love that. Truly a person of culture. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know, G. It's It's been a strong year for problematic waifus, but... Uh... Oh, I know. I know. Believe <laughs> me. I truly understand. Yeah. Yeah. You want the safe pick, though. Uh, yes, yours at the top, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun show. Needless to say. All right. Fun shows. Speaking of fun shows. Speaking of the good times. I think, I feel like from this point on, we're getting into, I feel like all of our top, almost all of our top shows are things like we did not see coming. (laughs) Like even our number one, we were not expecting that to be good, Right. right? But like. There's always some surprises, we, and like we we value those yeah. a lot because we've been in the game for a long time, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So I think all of us here are, you know, to to varying degrees, right? Desperate for yes. novelty. Yeah. So, starting with number six, we have uh, Bochi yeah. the Rock. Uh, I don't even remember if we did a no, first look for we, it. We, I think we I all like, think we did. like it was completely, yeah, we saw like pre-release stuff and we're just like, oh, another K-On clone out of, out the window with so, you. Yeah, no, I, 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 go ahead. I've not watched this, this show and I only know about it <laughs> um, through like third hand. Okay. Is this just K-On, but they all drink and have depression? Like, no. Oh, uh, they actually <laughs> play music. <laughs> Okay, but they did that. They, they did that <laughs> a little more. Like, no, like I mean, like the band, the band stuff thing, is right? like, like the band stuff is actually like the main plot. Unlike K-O. sure, okay, yeah, um, it is the primary driver of every like. Yeah, like almost there's no, episode. there's very rare like them hanging out at school type episodes, right? It's almost all like related to the band, to yeah. the band or like management of the mm-hmm. band, right? All right, that but, that's a refreshing change. Um, yeah, Bochi was, I mean, like, all I remember about, like, the start of fall season with Bochi is, like, it was sort of a Rage of Bahamut situation. <laughs> of, Word like, of mouth. It starts out at, well, yeah, it starts out as, like, leaks from the ceiling, right? Like, a couple drops hit your Twitter feed of people mm. being, like, you need to watch Bochi <laughs> right. the Rock. It took me, like, three yeah. or four like, weeks to mm, start, right? yeah. And you're like, all right, I'll give this a shot. And then, you know, it's eventually became the deluge mm-hmm. it is now. But uh Yeah. Um, yeah, damn, Bochi the Rock. What a good ass show. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. So it is as as we've alluded to, it is a, a girls in a band type of show. 
Um, I think we were all well, immediately turned off. What if she had mental on... illness? <laughs> I think we were all immediately turned off by the uh, character designs right. and everything, yeah. which is why yeah. we were like, and even, then I'm, even now I'm not wild about the character designs, but like... Uh, they are generically anime in, right. yeah. you know. And um, I guess we were not expecting like an actual like... I think it's a combination of it's a funny comedy, it's like kind of black humor yeah. when it turned when when it's in its in its depiction of Bochi's yes. social anxieties and her very two real worries mm-hmm. that are very specific that I think a lot of people relate to um which which they 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 walk they walk the fine line of keep, of keeping it funny without you know mm-hmm. being too exploitative right. I think at it, least I it, feel that way but what I, the way I would kept describing it was like it's just pointed enough that's like it has the specificity that makes it funny but without being like mean-spirited yes. right and right. it doesn't and then it doesn't go the right, other way we're, into just we're, generic right because we're all right. we're all rooting for bochi mm-hmm. right and and yeah um it's it still feels fairly positive right where she just yeah it's just depicted and it's not like anxieties but and also everyone's like supportive and not just being like you just need to Gambaray your way to top, right? Well, yes. I mean, I think also an important aspect of it is that nobody nobody really treats Bochi like one day you'll get through this phase, mm-hmm. right? Or like one day we're gonna cure you of this, right? It's right. like it's more it really does come from a place of empathy of like, no, this is who Bochi is. She's a valued friend and member mm-hmm. of the band. And this is how she gets through yep. things. <laughs> yeah. And as friends, we'll be there for her, right? And yeah. And I think, again, a lot of it has to be, I mean, all that stuff is good, right? All that stuff thematically, narratively is well done. But I think it also has to be said that it is also really well done on the back of (laughs) maybe rivaling Kaguya in some of the most creative directing of any anime in 2022. Yeah, yeah we, like, we always talk about taking advantage of the medium, and this might be one of the best examples in a long time of like... Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I, 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 forget Kage, it's almost like almost pop team epic levels of uh, yes. <laughs> just like uh, shifting <laughs> art styles and like mediums. Even, There's so bits of live action without, and like... Uh, yeah, go ahead, Zig. I was going to say, even without any contact, Context that uh, T posing scene was a magnificent <laughs> bit. Of so I mean, that's yeah, that's yeah, the like... great thing. Zig is like I think it's it's like that's such a good one, but it's like I think everybody has their like one favorite like bochi visual gag. Mm-hmm. Like you know, for me, it's like the one of mine. One of my favorite ones, like maybe a little bit less obvious than like that one or bochi going cyber mm-hmm. psycho in episode four is um it's the joke where uh, uh I think. Bochi's told that she's gonna have to sell five tickets to meet the quota, <laughs> and it's that first it's live person action view hand. of her like low poly hand or like a live action yeah. hand counting, right? And it's like dad, mom, sister, dog, dad, mom, sister, dog, dad, mom, yeah. sister, dog, yeah. and like the background is like this fisheye lens to mm-hmm. like, I think another like yeah like low poly three D environment or yeah. something, yeah, <laughs> and it's like. You can tell they're just, just having so much fun making this. I mean, we t- yeah. talked about this early on in an early podcast, but the way that a lot of the gags are still treated as if they're somewhat diegetic, right? 
It's oh, like, yeah. but she will pop like right, a balloon, like... and then the next scene, you know, her friends are carrying the rubber scraps of Bochi, yeah. right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Right. like, she'll, or, she'll uh... crawl into a trash can, but instead of just, you know, we caught to her in a trash can, she will slowly actually climb in and carefully <laughs> step over and shake. And... Yes, yeah, or, you know. <laughs> Or, or yes, the the diegetic bochi particles <laughs> yes. joke, right. right? Just yeah, I mean, again, it's like it's a show that like is clearly having so much fun with its premise and source material, and but but also as we said earlier, manages to still be like empathetic and like genuine right. and kind, honestly, like despite yeah. its humor. It's the fact that it has like both of those yeah. things, right? Like it it, yeah. it has the presentation. But it also has like a, a solid foundation that it's building that on top of. And those two together make it just like a really great comedy. Um, I do have one final complaint. Since I've been we waiting for this about the last episode. Yes. Um, I think I know what he's about to say. <laughs> at the end of the last episode, Bochi mm-hmm. swaps out her presumably vintage... Yep. Gibson Les Paul that she got uh-huh. from her dad because yep. she because she simply well, broke up this. a peg yep. like which uh-huh. is easily replaceable. She goes and buys a Yamaha Pacifica, which um is not a, it's like a I'll be kind and let's say it's a mid level guitar. <laughs> yeah, as it opposed is not on the left, 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 left. She bought it at a store uh, for like thirty bucks. I mean, because I was say, is this the guitar equivalent of like trading out your dad's like Dodge Charger for a Honda Civic or something? Like, kind of, yeah. <laughs> and like, I I don't know if it was like sponsorship considerations or something, but I was like, no. <laughs> I I, like, I wonder if it is because I I was looking around for other people's like guitar takes, and a lot of it was like. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. The Yamaha Pacifica is like the like mid entry level guitar you recommend to people who right. are like getting into guitar. So if you're trying to sell a product to people watching this anime, it is a good one to like to showcase. So, basically, I, I'm, I might That's be crazy. It has but the I... advantage of being glorious Nihon as well. Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know anything about. Yeah, guitars. I just I, I assume, like doesn't. Yeah. I mean, for and Kaon use a good Lost Paul, also. That's, yes, yes. But everyone in like, everyone in Kaon has like absurdly right. good. So what gear. I'm saying, what like. I'm saying is, is <laughs> the Gibson, Gibson Les Pauls like a super good high end guitar then, or something. It's one of yeah. It's like one of the like. It's arguably like if you're the most see, legendary okay. guitar ever made. Like. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna see somebody playing guitar you're either going to see them playing a gibson les paul you're going to see them playing a fender stratocaster or maybe a fender telecaster and those are like the guitars that you're going to see people playing as like the yeah um so yeah it's a little weird that you know she buys like a probably 500 dollar guitar or something at most but um yeah i don't know i just had to get that off my chest no totally fair it's why it's why Bochi the Rock is only oh, number yeah. six on this list. Yes, I would have. I would have voted it much higher from if uh... that Harco had Fully Cooley. Oh, that thing! Oh, like well, the yeah, that was a left. It was a Rickenbacker okay. bass, left-handed, which is extremely uh, rare. Which they very old notice. school cred. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's just Fully Cooley, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah, being yeah. you know up its own. Yeah, you know, I mean on its brand of bullshit. Right? Yes. 
Yeah. Uh, but, uh... Yeah. Anyway, Bochy the Rock is good. Go watch Yeah, that. no, hell of a show. All right. Let's move along to our... <laughs> That's why I put the asterisk on our anime <laughs> list here. Uh, I mean, we we've had Tokusatsu on this yes, list before. For our uh, yes, for our personal list, you know, we we do shows that we watch. Yes, that extends to we cover Tokusatsu as well. So every now and then we'll get a common rider popping yep. on here, and uh, this time at number five we have a uh, common rider yes. uh, Black Sun, which I will just shout out to Aqua writing of very good post on this you can check out as well as zig's right up in the top 10 but mm. zig is our as zig and iroh as our toku people you want to <laughs> if you want to take this one uh, go for it i guess i'd be interested to hear what i um, enjoyed it because uh, my common writer is knowledge is pretty recent and it's <clears throat> it's all the kids show stuff right like we we've watched kugo which is the first uh heisei one that's cute a little I mean, closer to adult but still kids show yeah like Im- important disclaimer here common rider has always I mean, yes, been but like show even the know, the demographic shifts a little yeah leans one way or yes. the other and so black sun yes. as the like gritty modern reboot of common rider black which is one of the more no most noted older Kamara shows, so it's like Kamara Black's one that like Urobuchi cites a lot as like influential on him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. everyone who grew up with original Kamen Rider is old <laughs> now, so like Kamen Rider Black is like <laughs> the one that like all the people who are working right, in right. anime and video games currently yeah. grew up with. So it sort of takes the base plot of that and puts it in the modern day, uh, and puts in every. <laughs> practically every ridiculous political allegory they can think of in it. Uh, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't for me, but on the whole, I think it comes out pretty positively. Uh, it's very politically charged in, yeah, in a way that's not always, <laughs> they don't all seem to always know what they're doing, but um, I mean, at the very least, it's not like, Right wing. No, Japanese, they are taking uh, hits on those guys. Oh, you know, the the, <laughs> right, the, the other yeah. the other direction, because, I mean, right? Like I, 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 yeah, those if, guys down. Yeah, because if we want to be real for a hmm. second, I feel like for better or worse, anytime we talk about a Japanese work getting uh, in scare quotes mm-hmm. political, right? Uh, oh yes, you raise an eyebrow. It's yeah. usually not. Yeah, it's usually not a positive. I, I would say, shall we broad, say broadly positive here because they are very. Right. Like, yeah, fake no, Shinzo like Abe it. is a major character, right? <laughs> and they, yeah, like, you know, <laughs> like there is there is fake Unit Seven Three One in this show, except instead Ooh. of doing horrible real war crimes, man. they made cyborg. I mean, on the side instead. next to the wow, real next to the uh, real war crimes. <laughs> yes, it's in, yes, it's implied the real war crimes did also happen. Yes, okay, right. okay. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I think I actually asked this question at the start of when you guys first started covering mm-hmm. it. But yeah, did Common Rider kill Shinzo Abe? No, uh, one of the supporting characters did. Yeah. Okay, fine. So, <laughs> did, did they do so, it with a homemade fucking? No, they gun? fucking lariated his no, head off he... in, a, in an oh, alley. Yeah. <laughs> 
Wow. All right. So, so this is this is one of the points I wanted yeah. to make about the show is that uh-huh. like there's been a lot of talk about how like and to be clear like uh like Toei have done this before like there were two seasons of Carmen Rider right. Amazons that was also on Amazon mm-hmm. Synergy uh, which were mm. similarly you know fairly explicit violent right. shows yeah, yeah. you know but. The thing is, like, people have been saying, this is serious, oh, Tokusatsu. And it's so it's comical. Because Tokusatsu <laughs> inherently is, like, goofy. What it is, is is it doesn't use that goofiness for comedy most of the time. Uh, it instead uses it for melodrama, if that makes sense. Mm. You know, it is it is extremely goofy, but in the way that, like, all emotions are heightened. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody is right. overacting. Everybody is, like, everything is the most serious thing in the world, yeah. you know. And that takes a little getting used to, but it's a lot, you know, I think it can be yes. very effective. Um, I, I think that they have made a series of updates to this that are, like broadly sympathetic and interesting ways to change the story. Like this is this thing is very, very like as an adaptation of Carmen Rider Black, it's very, very right. different, if that makes sense. Like the thing about Carmen Rider Black is that it's kind of just a remake of the original Carmen Rider, as most of the original uh Showa era shows are. Like Carmen Rider is created by an evil cult and then he fights against the cult for the smiles of the children and all yeah. that. You know, and right. here that they have changed the evil cult into being like a governmental yep. party. There's like a lot more history stuff. Like a good third, maybe even half of this show takes place in flashback to the 1970s and even the 1950s and stuff like yeah. that. You know, <clears throat> is it, is this um is this kind of like the equivalent of those? Tatsunoku reimaginings like Gotchaman crowds and Cash Kind of, yeah, yeah. Uh, shout yeah. out to Yatterman Knight. Um, yes, where they're um, taking this like old kid show mm-hmm. and putting this kind of political spin right. on it, right? Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, like, I think as well, like, it just benefits from very high production values relative to weekly Tokusatsu, which is one of the cheapest things on the planet. You know, mm-hmm. but it looks nice. <laughs> I mean, there's, it, actual, there's actual they direction. Still the, they still go to the rock quarry, don't, right? Actually, I don't think they ever did. They don't. Uh, wow. Yeah. So, no. I will, there, is it really? There are a couple right of. Then? There are some scenes on like blasted like wastelands yeah. and old. But like industrial estates and stuff. So that's it. But that yeah. quarry is not oh. in it. No. Um, yeah. Go ahead. All right. No, no. I think, like, the, maybe the thing I could say till that, like, vindicates the show the most is that, like, it seems like it's doing the, the thing where, like, the villain character is right, but then they go too far, right? It, and it... And so it sort of seems uh-huh. like it's going that way for a bit, and they're very right. sympathetic characters still, and et cetera, et cetera. But like by the end of the show, like the protag- main protagonist is basically like, no, yeah, he was right. Uh, time to start my insurgency campaign to tear down the right. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, the ending of the show is basically uh, the ending of Batman: The Dark Knight Returns. Like, we are trading a terrorist army to overthrow the state. Yeah. Like, it's uh, okay. yeah, like look, that's it's wild. Not, 
it, it's not perfect, but they, they do it with such mm-hmm. conviction, you know. And like yes. I've said this, a lot of people have said this, it's perhaps the least oh, subtle yeah. show ever, you know. It is the Garth Marenghi yes, saying, yes. I know writers who use subtext and they're all cowards, like <laughs> written large. But but it's saying important things and by in the most part it's doing them at least broadly pretty well, you know. Also, I just want to say there's a lot of really fun extreme violence in it. It's great. <laughs> like uh, there's a sh- there's a shot where like some guy's arm comes into frame and then it just gets cut off and catapulted across the room. You know, there's <laughs> a scene where like all the way through there's been this really obnoxious um, like right wing fascist like guy who's been anti uh, super racist and in one scene like the second rider just crushes his head right. like an egg. It's like this it's great. Dude, uh, <laughs> yeah. Lots of like. I don't, need, I don't need to get into this. Like, Lots of good old-fashioned, like, juicy violence and, like, fights and... and yeah. Yeah, mm. it's good. Yeah, it's it's not bad. Oh. I, go ahead. Go ahead I, I've been having more... Not, maybe not just really just a Kamen Rider Black Sun, having not watched it, but the way you guys talk about it is, like, sort of percolating an idea that I've been thinking about oh, for a while that may apply to actually mm-hmm. multiple shows on this top ten list is so I, I have a friend who uh as of this year uh much much to my uh much to my my uh-huh. uh, smug vindication uh is very much beginning to fall out of love with the sort of western approach to like mm, cinematic yeah. storytelling yes. and franchise building uh like this is like they've always been a big fan of like you know the MCU and you know, at least they were initially very excited for sure, the Star sure. Wars trilogy and, you know, all, all, such and such. Yeah. Right? You know, these, these big franchises, right? But I think this is the year that was somewhat of a breaking point for them because basically their exasperation was stemmed from, God, why does none of this shit, like, why don't they take their own plot mm. seriously? Like, it's it's not even necessarily that, like, oh, I need my plots to be serious or or whatever within the context of the tone of the series, but it's more like, how come... Even in universe, these people—they're—they're they're just glib about you know, everything. I mean, I mean the like, right. The, I mean, the quick and dirty is why do they keep? Why do they quip mm. about fucking everything? Right. I mean, and of course we get into a much yeah, longer yeah, yeah. topic on that, and I'm not here to do that. But and as a result, this is the year where they finally, mm-hmm. as I said, as I told them, ah, you returned <laughs> home. I see. Do anime, and you know they they started watching mm. like Thunderbolt Fantasy this year, Great for stuff. example. And you know specifically, uh, uh, you know uh, Zig, was you talking about like, um, common writer is Toku. It is inherently kind of goofy, but like it uses yes. its goofiness not not to be glib or to like be self-effacing, but in the name of its own specific yes. unique style of melodrama. Right. And yes, and I think you know. The thing I've always said about Toku is that it is classic camp by the very definition right. of the thing. But but, but, which what, is I'm, the, but guess what I'm getting at it. Yeah. Oh, I'm no, sorry. Go for no, it, go no, for you, it. you could finish. Okay, it's just that like it can be camp, but that doesn't invalidate mm-hmm. the sincerity of the characters in the show itself right. in relation yeah. to the plot lines yes. they're involved in. Right, the characters right, which, in universe which, are not cracking jokes about this. This is deadly serious to them, right? Right, yeah. yeah, which is why, like, even the, like, goofy ones can be surprisingly, like, you still get into the story, you know? You still want... Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, 
we talked about like a few years back we talked about Urobuchi's Kamen Rider Kamen Rider Gaim you know which is like a very mm-hmm. serious story that dwells on a lot of Urobuchi's like trademark things about like you know cycles of violence and like should power be automatically give you a right to rule but there's also an episode in that show where the evil scientist takes his brain out and puts it in an android that goes around shooting things till they explode you know and he denotes (laughs) that he's taking his brain out by doing a dotted line on his head with a felt tip of course you know they're also it's they're also bug men with fruit and so like yeah yeah for like in in black in black sun specifically like no go go a really good example from early in the show is like a major character's father is kidnapped and transformed right by the villains Mm -hmm. to hunt her down Mm -hmm. uh and you know he's turned into this crab man who chases her around walking sideways because he's a crab man yeah you know and and like (laughs) she's like (laughs) hiding and crying because it's her father trying to kill her right oh yeah and then and then you know and then then whale man comes up to save her right and a whale man just disembowels crab dude you know tears his shell apart rips his arm off right oh and so like we get this quiet scene of her walking down the street after this heroin encounter cradling this giant crab claw because it's the only thing left of her father. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, that's great. Like, I yes, truly nothing love is. That. That's the thing. Yeah. I kind of want to watch this now. And, but, and yeah. so this is what I, I'm kind of getting at is like, and again, I mean, I'm specifically, this came up because you guys really, like, really nailed it in, the, in how you talked about Black Sun. But I think in a lot of ways, I feel like a lot of the best anime in our top 10 lists are here because for however novel or kooky, or, or zany or however whatever like adjective you want to use to describe a lot of these shows they are like sincere in their intentions like they are fully committed to the storylines they are yeah. communicating to you no matter like how like externally uh, yeah. um, odd they may mm-hmm. appear well and, and, and I, I, I think it's cool yeah i think you're um I don't think we're going to get a better transition into the next uh, yeah. show. Yeah, <laughs> I just realized that because <laughs> I, I, I mean, appeal. I Zig, did you have Zig? Do you have one more thing you wanted to say? On uh, the only thing I was going to going to say was that like that doesn't mean these shows aren't self aware. Yeah. They know what they're doing. It's just oh, that course. they choose to willfully not acknowledge that yeah. thing. You know, and yeah. yes. to me, I think that is the sign of like. That that's what writing is about, right? Like, you know, you aim to perpetuate the illusion. And the thing about Common Rider Black Sun is that, like, yes, it it's goofy and from the outside it can be very silly, you know, but it's still an engaging story because the people in it treat it with, you know, as exactly. a, a serious matter. And so that means that silly things can happen, like you know, crab dad trying to kill his daughter by scuttling sideways. And that, you know, and you can laugh at that and it's silly and goofy, but it doesn't destroy the illusion of the show because, you know, it, because, because of the melodramatic nature Mm. of the way the medium works, it is all part of that same thing. You know, the silly bits sit alongside the serious bits with equal weight. Yeah. Speaking well, of number four on our <laughs> top ten. Yeah, I think a lot of what we're talking about does apply to number four on our list, which is Akiba Made War. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I want to talk about shows that came out of nowhere here. Um, yeah, so this is uh, it's a show about uh, 
maids in 1999 the raise the the supposed rise of maid cafes although i will hold i will still claim that maid cafes did not exist in 1999 yet um but anyway uh the twist here being that they are basically run like Yakuza crime families and uh, yes. murdering each other in the streets. And it's, it's like the most, it's like the best kind of crime drama with a, with like it, the whole thing is like the whole joke is like this bizarre juxtaposition of the colorful, cute maid aesthetic laid on top of like, a very hard-boiled crime drama, right? <laughs> right. Because, I mean, that's that's the thing that makes Akiba Made War work so well, is that, like, PA Works understood with this show that, like, the only way to make this premise work at all was to boldly commit to it from start to finish, right? Like, like Akiba Made War never wavers in its commitment to the bit. Right. Yes. It never it never like it never like laughs or like loses its its composure or w- winks at the camera. It's like, no, this is the show. Like it's it's the Yakuza made show. It is yes. a you know, it is a it is a it is a mm-hmm. truly like a tribute to like that era of like heroic yes. bloodshed, Yakuza crime thriller through the aesthetics of like I don't know, I guess yeah, like Tech, yeah, like like ninety, you know, nineties, early two thousands made culture, yeah. right? And yeah, I mean, again, like like we were, like, you know, like I was just getting at, you know, in in in, re, in a response to how you guys talked about Black Sun, I feel like that's also sort of Akiba Made War's greatest strength, and like, you know, you can go mm-hmm. back to our old podcasts. We were, we were, um, the first episode. Definitely yeah. caught our attention, but we were not instantly mm-hmm, sold mm-hmm. on the yeah. premise of this show. Like we were I think all the, like, I think ah. like the first, the first like two episodes where we were kind of skeptical. Yeah, it's maybe like even this jo- three. This joke's gonna get right. old, you know. Yeah, like, like we, we, we were all like thought like ah, like you know they they can't keep this up, right? But yeah, they did. They totally yeah. did. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I I think. I, you, I, you know, I don't want to rehash everything we've because we covered things pretty thoroughly in the, the previous mm-hmm. episodes. You can all. I will say we never those, did but... do a like final wrap up, like talk yeah, about so Occupy Made War, so we can't we fit a little bit of that in here. Yeah, we didn't get to talk about the final <laughs> episode, which I, I think we can get to in a second, um, dude. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it, it's it's such an interesting combination of like. This is a legitimate crime drama, but yes. because you have this, the yeah. so like you're getting right. the, you're getting like both of it, right? Like you're getting this you really this good crime drama, stuff but it's also saying, hilarious. The Oinky Doink Cafe because, <laughs> talk, talk <laughs> because right. it has that layer of you know, um, and I'll just reiterate the peak moment that you brought up last episode. G with like Ronco drawing the um, rice <laughs> thing in blood on, like on the yes. floor, like. That that was like the like, part, the like the pinnacle of Akiba Made War, right? right? Like because it is it is it is Akiba Made War at both its most traumatic and its mm-hmm. funniest somehow. You're and, getting it from like, all angles, yeah. And I think that's actually what makes Akiba Made War appear here so high on our list is like the finale is legitimately like heart wrenching and tense to watch, like yeah. for how like absurd it is, right? Like. You know, you know. Hey, so hey, this is a top ten. Uh-huh. We may get into spoilers here a little bit, but like the fucking choice of Ro- of of 
<laughs> when it, when they're at Ronco's funeral, yeah, yeah. And like the photo, they pick the picture of her from the baseball really episode. Funny. Yeah, the implication being this is the only good photo yep, yeah. we could find of her is yep. so damn funny. While the rest of the cast are right. bawling their eyes out, like legitimately, and like you are legitimately like affected by the departure of this really great, funny, right. compelling character, <laughs> it's still mm-hmm. goddamn hilarious. And the actual like climax of it all with the final like performance with Nogami mm-hmm. and yeah, I've not, I have not felt that <laughs> tense watching an anime in. I don't even know how long. Like, dude, like, like scenes in the last episode of Akiba Made War feel like they are just pulled directly out of the Yakuza <laughs> games. Like, yeah. the same tenor and tone. Like, like Kiryu might not do an <laughs> idol dance, but Kiryu would like bravely walk towards his shooter and like take a bullet to the gut and keep right. walking. Yeah. Right. But, like, but that's the thing. They like they they're brilliant at finding like mm-hmm. the maid equivalent. Yes. Of that, yes. Right. <laughs> exactly. Because that's exactly it's it's like the maid equivalent of what Kiryu would have done. He would have bravely, yeah. bravely done the dance. The, right, and yeah. Into the the bullet. Giving them the omurai. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's it's very good. Um, I can't believe this show exists, man. It's <laughs> like, yeah. I kind of I kind of don't want to spoil any more of it, really. But just like, it, it's definitely like if you if you, I think especially if you like those kinds of like yeah. hard boiled crime dramas, then then you're you're gonna appreciate the the how much that the creators of the show understand mm-hmm. that genre and are able I mean, to create it. Even, even down to the epilogue, which you're right, I, I, I guess, you know, not to spoil too much, right? But like, even the epilogue feels in line with the sort of like, the rare sort of bittersweet, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like the rare happy but bittersweet ending right. that like you get in crime thrillers, right? Like that epilogue is like the absolute happiest mm-hmm. it can get. Yeah. in that type of genre there's there's a like, there's going to be a price to pay right right there's mm-hmm. always a price to be paid always a price but, to pay but if you truly fight for your ideals <laughs> and you never waver from your convictions maybe just maybe you can carve out mm-hmm. a tiny slice of peace for yourself yeah but you and... may have to give up everything uh, yeah <laughs> god damn and I, I, i'm i'm I think I think that too was the other thing. Based on PA Works' reputation, right. I was not mm-hmm. expecting them to like because oh, like go what, as hard as they was did. like earlier this year, right? Oh my goodness, uh, was that, that was last, last year? year? I think last yeah, but yeah. By, like oh, yeah, your boy yeah, yeah. Kongming was earlier this yes. year, and like yes, that's, that's that's given how that show like devolved into the most generically PA Works thing right. ever. Um, you know, not a high moment for them. And even, even with the like hyper violent Mm -hmm. episode one, there were still opportunities for them to pull their punches more than at, at some point. And right. Mm -hmm. Even like what, with what happens in the ending with Nogami, like they could have backed off that. Yeah. And they did. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I, I was, I think that, also, you know, it was important yeah. for this to work. Um, you know, it 
it could very easily could have settled back into the typical yeah. PA works working girl show and the, with occasional bout of violence. Right. I mean, the epilogue is a pretty strong statement because the thing that is cool about Akiba made war is like, I mean, look, I might be proven wrong for all we know, like next year we'll get an <laughs> announcement of season two or a movie, but like, thing that feels so cool about and good about Occupa Made War is it feels singular, especially with that epilogue. Yes. Like, that feels like PA Works saying, this is all you're ever going to get yeah. of this story. Like, yeah. maybe we'll, you know, who knows, maybe mm. we'll do another Occupa Made War someday, but this is Nagomi's story. Yeah. Like, we're closing the book on it. Like, Gotta have the base, yeah. best baseball episodes in well. Store Hidoro. So it was yeah, a very probably. Good yeah, it's a very good baseball episode. And uh, you know, one more R.I.P. to my personal best problematic mm. waifu of 2022, 36 year old maid yep. Franco Manin, rest in peace. Mm. Um, yeah, <laughs> the best to ever do it. The best to ever do it. The goat. <laughs> uh, yeah. no. All right. Well, let's move along mm-hmm. to number three. Mm, we'll talk about ranking of kings. Ranking of kings. Uh, I'm surprised this one made oh, yeah. it this, this this high up the list, guys. I I'm I, I, I'm not I think surprised. It's... You guys need to turn <laughs> over your hands. All right, who? <laughs> like, okay, how did this get up here? We, we I think got... it's fascinating to watch, kind of like the the mm. pendulum swing backwards and forwards on a pendulum okay. for it. So let, let's 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 start at the beginning here. Ranking of kings. Um. It is the story of a young prince named Boji who is next in line to be king, and but because he cannot uh, speak or hear, uh, nobody takes him seriously and just assumes his half brother is going to take the throne. But Boji wants to be king, and he's determined to do it. And there's a lot of other machinations going on in the background and whatnot. And it's kind of his adventure, uh, trying to become king. Um, yeah. Let, uh, let's start with the positive things a little bit first. Sure. Because we've already said many times throughout the year how we're very yeah. disappointed in the ending. <clears throat> and, you know, uh, bef- prior to that, this was slam dunk easy number one anime of the year. Oh, yeah. So the reason right. why we say that is because um, up until like the lap, Particularly the first half. The second half is a little bit weaker, but still good. But up until like last, the last like three like, to four episodes, couple maybe, of episodes, yeah. three, yeah, yeah, actually maybe more than it, that. Yeah, it might be it's like some of four. the best. It's some of the best anime probably I've ever seen in the Glorio era. Like the, it's the, up there for sure. Yeah, like like Boji's such a, a lovable character that you're emotionally invested in. The rest of the cast most of the time till the ending are very mm-hmm. nuanced type of people. Yeah. Um, they're not overtly good or evil. They have their, their right. strengths. And like weaknesses. what struck me most about um, Kings is that like the, the way that the story is told was very compelling to me because like, as you brought up, like all the characters have a lot of nuance, mm-hmm. but it's like when they first show up, almost nobody seems like they do at the very beginning. Right. Like character shows up, Mm-hmm. Right. right, they are. They are all <clears throat> right. They are all character, and you're like, I articles. guess I know what this dude's deal is. Right, and then like they will drop like one right. line somewhere, or they will do one thing that makes you go, "Huh? Wait a minute. Let me think about. Let me think about Completely this." Completely yeah. recontextualizes. Like, keeps yes, doing this right. over like, and over like, and over. Is something will happen that will make you recontextualize everything you've seen up till now, 
in a way yeah right. in a way and where it looks, like it's still it's not incongruous at all right you just go like oh oh yeah yeah and that's very that's very hard to do because i i i usually hate when anime tries to like introduce a bad guy then redeem them because they do it a lot that happens because oh, usually right. it feels cheap like they haven't yeah. earned it right and and most of the characters in this show are introduced as some form of like evil right. or or suspicious and or at least and, like morally yeah. complicated i mean we get like you know queen healing who's like the stereotypical evil stepmother right and then by uh-huh. the end she's like the best character <laughs> yeah um, she sure is and that, that's very hard to pull yeah. off as we'll see in the ending but um yeah and on top of so so you have all that and that goes on top of some of like the best right. fantasy world building <laughs> we've we've seen in a long time there's this very like creepy unknowable right because there's a, there's a, the ranking of kings, <laughs> there's the top list of kings, and right. something happens to the number one king, <laughs> right? And uh-huh. and we keep and we're and we're introduced to like bits of like yeah. history and enough to like make your imagination go off, but not enough yeah. to really explain things and. We see like arcane rituals and things that are like yes. weird and creepy, and it's everything is just so good. Like yeah. all like I no you know ten out of ten no notes right. for the first half. Yeah, and, and I mean you know I think it also Kings. it also should be mentioned right that like Reggie of Kings is sort of a mob psycho or One Punch Man situation of <clears throat> right uh, Wit Studio really gave right this is one of those glow up adaptations right? oh yeah right, right. it looks fantastic manga art it's amazing. Is like very simplistic <laughs> and such yes like this is like one of the most beautifully made shows of like this in last year right like like it's yeah. wit running on all cylinders it is them like proudly reminding you yeah we dropped Good. attack on titan to make this instead and good, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> like, like I'd much rather watch Dorsch uh, uh, suplex like three demon dogs. Oh you know, God, than... yeah, That's, right? Ah, uh, uh, no, like yes. if you get so me, good. if you get me, if you get me talking, I'll talk about how yeah. much I used to love this show. I used to like, like you guys kind of get got got all of it, which is like the show was possessed of such a great sense of like empathy and kindness, but also a willing a willingness to go harder than like any right. other fucking show I had seen last year. You know, like you know, you know, you know, Dorsch and Healing, right? But even like guys like you know, like fucking mm-hmm. Bedman, right? Like Snake Man, right? The first time you you get the flashback of him taking care of the formerly three <laughs> now two headed snake. And yeah. like, just yeah, just like it, it's. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I always, I always, like, I always cite that as my moment of like when, as far as the world building, like won me over was when Bochi's out of friends into a and hole somewhere, crying, right? And you think he has no one left to turn to. He calls into a hole and is like, "Oh, this three-headed mm-hmm. snake missing a head is actually <laughs> right. owes me a favor or something like what?" And there's right. no explanation at that point. Like you're just like. That that kind of sense of wonder, yeah. um, right. as the backdrop for this this amazing story going on in these and characters, it's just the, like, everything is great. Sort of happens, um, and like though we have praised the show's like willingness yeah. to extend empathy 
to you know people like it sort of does it to somebody who sort of doesn't deserve it the, oh definitely I does. Say, i would say even more than that the actual main problem with the end of reiki of kings is that it extends its empathy yeah to the wrong people and yeah retracts its hands away from those yeah. who are more worthy of it like um god what's his name Dida. the the oh, brother no, Oken, the immortal yeah, okay, brother yeah. Oaken. Oaken. no Oaken. Yep. Oaken is dealt such awful a truly yeah. like tortuous like awful hand like the most hellish existence imaginable that he yeah. is explicitly doomed to suffer mm-hmm. for eternity yeah and and we're just yeah, gonna deny we're just gonna die, right. deny him that wish. Just we're just gonna deny like, the oh, wish no, we'll to do fix that him. Next time. Like, no, yeah, it's cool. It's like, yeah. <sighs> and, I'm, assuming, like I'm assuming then that, that they do not play this. For no, the it's like that it they're seems very deserve, quickly right? trying to wrap right. up things because it's the end of the season, and it's like, right. Um, yeah, basically. And it's, I mean, it just it just pisses me off because it's like you know the character who does get the empathy, Miranjo. which is um. Oh my god, what's Miranjo. her name? I, I, Miranjo right. doesn't really she earn, just says, she, earn right. that. No. She gets forgiven right. and she's like, just she like, is... I promise I'll make it up to you all, right? It's like, we... we... Right, she it's like we haven't gotten she's sorry. The, and like... the intentionality or like the... We haven't been shown like her willingness to actually make amends, right? Yeah. Because everything like, we've like, seen of Mirage up to that point, because like, was, it's not that like, she wasn't a sympathetic character. They try, either, they, right? I, just, they try to play that. Yeah, but like her, her, so her actions, like they they try to play off the, the her her past, which that part is sympathetic. Oh boy, we could get into that. In the degree <laughs> of, to the degree of like how she was abused and treated, but like her actions after that are not excusable right. and it's no, like um, i was and, I'd still find her like a, a some sympathetic character who's doing things that she shouldn't be doing right and it's like you can you can right do no. that and you can but still have somebody be like what i've done is beyond the pale and you know like there are ways to show right that that person's willing to try and make amends and they right earlier in the show <laughs> yeah. with Domas. Right. That, like, that that's Domas why Domas is a complete dipshit. He sucks, but also yeah. he knows he sucks and he is trying his best to suck less. <laughs> he gets kicked in the nuts for it. Yeah. And I think that's why it's such a slap in a fi- in the face at the end because like we know you can right. do this. You've why been doing you this the, you entire show. the most. And you and when it matters the most at the at at the climax, yeah. you blew it. Yep. And I, yeah, you know, it's going back to our age-old <laughs> debate of how much does the ending affect your overall me opinion. a lot. Yeah, and it does. It does affect you know. It does affect. I mean, affected a lot, but for better or worse, endings are the arguably the second most important thing after openings, mm-hmm. and the impression that you're left of a show is going to going to dictate yeah. how you feel about it. Really, right. And, and 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 you know, I mean, a lot of times if a show has some kind of message to right. it, it's your closing yeah. statement of what you're trying to say, yeah. right? And what is it saying? You, I feel like you've undermined everything that you've talked about. Um, 
previous to that. Uh, it yeah. just, yeah, it's for me, it was tricky because it's like, it was so good up to that, was so good. <laughs> that point. And it's... honestly, like if there was another season of it, I'd still be interested. Like, cause the way it ends is Boji getting out of there. Right. So right. if we're going to go on more adventures with Boji somewhere else, I'd probably be willing to check that out. But I, I think I am. It's just like, it's that they're not going to have the have same. S- benefit of the doubt that's for yeah, sure like it, it's gonna have such an uphill battle to win me back because like i, I mean we don't we, we can't we can't like we can't <laughs> like you know uh debate the entire story here or, or litigate the entire thing but it's just like i gotta say it at least once because hmm. I, I might never get to say the dude's name ever again like oh, yeah shout out to king desha yep. shout outs to king waluigi yes uh, the lightning king uh now the number one that dude oh, is yeah. gonna get fucked over so hard in the story yeah, like you can feel it, right? Most like, definitely. Like he, he, he explicitly knows becoming the number one king is a bad fucking trade, but he is willing to do it on the agreement mm-hmm. that it might save his brother. Right now, that wish plan no longer works. Right, and yeah. like, like that makes me even more bad about what's to come mm-hmm. in the future of Ranky of Kings. Right, is that not only did you extend the hand of empathy to Moranja, who doesn't deserve it, that has now actively fucked over the life of a character I legitimately yes. like way more than Moranja. Yeah. And, it, and you know, again, it's not just personal preference, but it's like, it, right. it just doesn't match what yeah. the show's been doing up to now. Like, I, it's very frustrating. Yeah. What but, a shame. Yeah, it's a shame, because otherwise this was easy number one. But, um, you know, I still think, I personally still think it's worth watching and making your own decision. But yeah, fair enough. You know. <laughs> All right. At least it didn't beat out the true <laughs> anime of the year. What? what? Are, 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 you, are you miscounting? Number one no, in our hearts. No, this, this is, this is, oh, we are goodness. here at number one of 2022. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, the list I'm looking at is number one. I don't know what you guys are looking at, but <laughs> look, in, in certain ways, this show could never be. <laughs> Like okay, fully encompassed by a list <laughs> or a ranking of anything. So yeah, so let's let let's say what we're talking about. Number two, we oh, have yeah. Birdie Wing Golf Girl Story, and <laughs> you know, it's 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 we're this is this is funny because your anime of the year typically has a certain level of like sure prestige and dignity to it. Or at least like, some degree of like yeah. t- cultural cachet, right? I yeah, mean, or like, like even something or like, like you Kill know, Kill, which won anime of the year, had like you know the the mm-hmm. name attached to it, the technical like right. construction the, of it. And, yeah, and you know, it was have... telling a serious story at the end of the day. You know, it it was like a yeah. very it like, had a plot. Line, <laughs> yes, but yes, <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, um, and and Bert, Birdie Wing has no none of those things. <laughs> Nothing. Um, it has none of those qualities. Oh not goodness. a sequel to its name but can can you can you honestly say any other anime this year has brought <laughs> us more collective joy <laughs> in in, in yes. both watching it and in our ensuing discussions and just thinking back fondly on not the things a fucking that happened chance. Yeah, I don't know I if any other that... anime delivered that level of just uh, sheer entertainment. Now, just thinking about it. I think when the, the arm scene happened right. and Pretty Wing is the hardest I've laughed that is the... in a hot minute. 
That is that is that is the catalyzing moment of Birdie Wing. That is the moment where you realize, like, it's not it's not the transforming golf course. It's not even the uh-huh. golf lesbians or VR. It is when Rose Allion's cybernetic hand flies off from the strain yeah. of playing high stakes underground <laughs> golf. That you realize, oh, oh, this is art. This is you, you forgot. There is nothing like this, and there will never be something like this ever again. You forgot uh, the pair's. Uh... Um, hypnotic titty sweat. Um, yes, <laughs> right. Yes. So anyway, <laughs> Birdie Wing Golf's girl story. I don't know if summarizing the plot give it a synopsis? is even. It, it's it's it's. I'll just say it's not a golf. <laughs> like if you're thinking this except, is like it's kind of only except, a golf anime. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, right? Like it is actually very concerned with golf in universe. Yes. Um, like, like it has. I, I've said this several times, but it has the Yu-Gi-Oh thing, where like it is a show about a thing, and the thing is automatically yes. the most important thing in the universe, mm-hmm. to the exclusion yeah. of all other things. Yes. Like, like our, so our main good. character is a golf hustler, or that's how uh-huh. she starts out. Uh, She's and, not a and... golfer. <laughs> she just hits a ball with a stick for money. She gets tangled yeah. up with organized crime, trying to save her uh, illegal immigrant mm. family. Organized crime, where the crime yes. is about golf. Like... Yes, where they where they settle their differences <laughs> golf with golf. Um, oh, and just crazy the things other girl, happen. The other girl is the daughter of the CEO of a golf corporation. Like she is a yes. multi billionaire. Golf, golf in conglomerate, golf cyborgery, like. Yeah. And she is specifically the genetic the genetic progeny of in right. universe two of the greatest golfers who have ever played the sport. I, I'm still waiting for them to say that she was created in a test tube to play golf. Oh, I'm right? waiting, dude. I cannot well, we'll wait say. to see it's, yeah. it, it's gonna happen. But um Yeah, I, I think just the the just the pure I okay, it <laughs> feels like pure unhinged chaos, but when you really think about oh, it, oh yeah. I think the writers know exactly what they're doing. Yes. You have to be mm-hmm. very smart to be this stupid. Right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, that's they, a great way of putting it. This is finely crafted stupidity. Um, like, when when we have the gangland execution immediately cutting to God. Eve, exclaiming that the drinks are free, like, that's not... <laughs> that's not them. That uh, is a carefully calculated joke. But it oh, seems yeah. Oh, yeah. so random. Uh, yes, the, that, that cut... By the director Perfect. was very much planned, and they knew exactly what they were doing. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just so much fun. This is how yeah, anime ought to be, right? Like, I think, I think the issue is that I think, yes, like I think anyone listening to this who has not watched the show is really going to be scratching their heads at like, <laughs> what the fuck are these guys talking about? Like, yes. like that show mm-hmm. looks like ass. It it's. <laughs> It's, it's about yeah, a don't really watch, boring sport. Like, don't bother watching the trailers. Like, yeah, just, and, yeah, yeah. I just think I think as we all, <laughs> you can hear it in our voices. Birdie, Birdie Wing is a joyous piece of media. Like, it just feels good so to watch. Fun. It makes you smile. Like, like, like unironically so. Like, genuinely, <laughs> there is genuine mirth to be found in in engaging with this story and its characters. Bernie Wing, like, you know, you're talking about how, you know, uh, what, like, all, you know, <laughs> writers who use subtext are liars. I, I, I'm about, I'm out here saying that, like, uh, what's that? Yosuke Kuroda, the writer of Bernie Wing, is proof that anime writers 
are truly the bravest people in the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they fear yes. nothing. Uh, like this show literally has a character, a an explicitly foreign non-Japanese character who explicitly does not know the language of Japanese to join golf school. Fly to Japan and speaks in Japanese except she doesn't. Uh, yeah. Until the plot decides she does. And then she actually oh, I acknowledges. Speak Japanese. Yeah. Huh. It's I guess I can speak Japanese. It's insane. And I'm still, I'm still over here, like with my freaking mm-hmm. Charlie Day corkboard again. Like, boy, I've I've been making a lot of corkboards this year for anime. Uh, like, speculating that there's there's a non-zero chance that that one-off oh, yeah. joke will I mean, actually have yeah. long-running narrative ramifications. I remember her childhood. Uh, who knows what yes. happened to her? Yeah. <laughs> All of this is setting up uh, our yeah. highly anticipated season two, which I think is next season. They bumped it to April. I'm so scared, dude. High. I feel like because... Right. It, okay, so for context, this, sh- this show is... An- well, not only that, but this is this anime is being done by Sunrise, or I guess now they're known as Bandai Namco Pictures. Whatever, and, Sunrise. Uh, who, are, who are very busy with Gundam, which is why Birdie Wing got pushed back to, to spring. And my great fear is like it's gonna be a. Casualty. They're just gonna keep pushing it back, aren't they? Mm. Like, oh yeah. To to make because they because Gundam is currently an all hands on deck scenario. Like, well, I I do think it, it's interesting because I do think, or at least I get the impression that Birdie Wing is a much bigger success oh, than they were expecting. Is it? Um, I'm not sure. Perhaps dude. It, it, I think perhaps it generated more buzz than they were expecting. I mean, Although I mean it, by I mean by I mean like the right. bar was very low to begin with, but it but was they they did throw quite a lot of money at this show. Like it has an extremely <laughs> notable voice cast for uh, a Char Aznable you know. and Amaro Ray are in this goddamn show. Yeah, yeah. literally named Amaro Raya, right? Like yeah, yeah. No, right, um, Amaro, like or um, yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I, I I agree. Hopefully, we have not. Uh, ho- hopefully, season two actually airs, and hopefully, yeah. it's, we have not hyped it up too much. Um, because we did get like the second half is more of like slightly more conventional yeah. school story. Yeah, but even then, but remember they... when that girl pulls out her <laughs> golf stand? Like, yeah, stand yeah. JoJo stand. They, they yeah, still yeah, find. <laughs> And, and, and remember the, when and she the, says, "I'll kill you in golf." Yes, yeah. I mean that's the greatest. That's the greatest line of dialogue of 2022. I think we can all. How about just that. every time, like the show just gleefully embraces Eve being a Legend big Smash. dumb gaijin, and just has her dressing in like increasingly yeah. deranged outfits at like these posh yeah. like golf courses. Yeah, it's great. It's good. Okay, okay. So, final word. Uh, this also continues the streak of Sid Mead only working on extremely good anime shows. So that settles it. Right, yes. Yeah, shout outs to the very bizarre Gundam deep yes. cuts in Birdie Wing. Perhaps the oh, only yes, time anybody has ever thought of the ZMS 19S Shaitan <laughs> since 1993. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, even their even their promotional tie-ins are brilliant. Like the <sighs> 
Tears of the Pac-Man uh, oh and all the Gunpla yeah. The constant references. Gunpla appearances. Um, like, they yeah. just totally shameless. We're not even, like, yeah, attempting great. to mask this at all. Like, yeah. We just scanned the... these boxes and put them in. Which is how no, it should they be. they didn't. They didn't just scan the boxes. That's the insane thing. They redrew the boxes. It's oh, that's not right. even the we, old we... Gunpla art. They redrew it for Birdie Wing. I, I remember you, you did the research on that, G. Yeah, they actually drew a new box, which is uh, like... insane. Yeah. What a show. Great show. What a show. All right. Well, <laughs> while that may be number one in our hearts, our actual uh, statistical number one is uh, Cyberpunk Trigger Edge Runners. Again, I guess. Yes. Uh, con- con- congratulations to Trigger yeah, for the second time in Glorio history. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So this is, of course, the. Announced years ago mm-hmm. as a yes. uh, you know tie-in adaptation to the Cyberpunk yeah. 2077 video game. Uh, again, yeah, so you know <laughs> a lot of things have happened in the, the years <laughs> since then. Yes, this is prior to the release of the video game, so right. it did not have any of that context when it was first announced. Uh, the game let's initially say it did not have did not let's help. Say it did not have any of that baggage. Sure. Yes, um, exactly. I would say the initial release yeah. of that game did not help our expectations, uh, but yeah. the anime turned out pretty good. I'd say more than pretty good. Like it's, it's. I mean, again, you know, we say it every time, and we'll say it again, right? Cyberpunk mm-hmm. anime, Studio Trigger, directed by Amaishi, uh, especially once the game came out and we found out yeah. about the game's tone mm-hmm. and aesthetic and approach to storytelling. I, I think we very much expected Cyberpunk Edge Runners to be, and I mean this in every sense of the terminology, an 80s mm-hmm. cyberpunk OVA. We kept, we kept right. saying, like, well, it's violence violence at mock speed. Right, but I think and what caught a lot of us off guard is that I mean, in a lot of ways, like, uh, you know, 2020's Akudama Drive. It's a cyberpunk story that, like, doesn't miss a shot, right? Like, it takes a swing at... We'll, we'll get right, into look, that. We are we'll talking about it in the context of it being number one on this list, so... I, yeah. I, think, I, I think that it is... Uh, much more subversive and much more interested in the punk part of cyberpunk than anybody expected, really. Sure, yeah. yes. The thing I'm getting at is that, like, Edge Runners gets cyberpunk, like, again, I guess in a very surprising way, considering arguably how kind of poorly 2077 right. gets cyberpunk. Like, yeah. Edge Runners is a story entirely about banal, mundane cruelty. You know, the origin story of its hero has nothing to do with, like, governmental conspiracies or, you know, fate or anything like that, you know? He's just a kid caught in a bad situation, a bad place at a bad time. Right. Yeah, it's very good at depicting how, like, how the corporate hierarchy of Night City has ground ground him down and pushed him over the edge, which which is the core cyberpunk thing, right? Like, right, like technology has subverted and, humanity, right? And and also like 
that it's a broken system, but it is a broken system by design. Like, everyone is trying to fuck someone over, and everyone is getting fucked over by somebody else. Right. right? It, it's a constant, like, you know, it, right, it, is, it, is, it, it is crabs in a bucket mentality on a societal level. And, you know, in between, like, you know, again, Amaishi's, like, really eye-catching direction and style is, like, a legitimately, like, compelling cast of characters. Like, I, like, for for its short 10-episode run, I truly came to, like, love every single character in, in Edge Runners. Like, I, I, even the ones that are kind of playing more bit roles, you know, even the ones that are not as prominent in the story, I, I think, you know, in the I, way I that Amaishi of- does... Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I think one of Imaishi's strengths as a, as a director and as a creative is that he can imbue bit parts, even like bit parts that are just baddies or comedy sidekicks, you know, with with humanity, both through, you know, direction and art direction, but also just through the way that the story is put together. You know, you really feel personality even from the very bit parts in that show. Right, like he he can make a character memorable with a couple of lines of dialogue and like one like, yeah, yeah, you know, memorable animation sequence or moments. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I think I, for that that's why like it makes a lot of sense that you know Cyberpunk Edge Runners like makes it so high up on this list. Yeah, it it definitely um, it definitely covers a lot of the things I would want out of a cyberpunk anime and in in uh and in addition to you know looking mm-hmm. looking the part um I, and... I think the reason why it's on top here is strength in depth right like I think it is very strong all around it is it is well written it looks yeah. great you know it's there's well directed of... it yeah there's nothing like really there's no like weak points to it right it's a very solid it's either yeah. doing things. It's either very solid or fantastic in in, in right. everything that's doing. Um, I find it interesting. I I felt like it's kind of the most personal story I can I can think of from Trigger, as far as like I they, t- I do they feel tend to like work pretty, in pretty broad strokes. The mean? like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and while but, there are like the big, issue, right, like yeah, while there are very, yeah, I was like, gonna say. Uh, big themes i feel like this is mostly mm-hmm. the story about david and lucy yeah. right um, yeah and... i mean I, I think an inherent part of that is is that like in cyberpunk stories generally the antagonists are not really personal right they are faceless uh corporations and mega entities you right. know and I, I i think that means that there is more focus on mm-hmm. protagonists and and on kind of like the band of brothers thing Right, but right. I, I guess I think what makes Edge Runners like even especially notable in that regard is like, you know, we we've compared the two because again, I mean, I guess now <laughs> they're both you know have been our anime of the year and are both cyberpunk. Like, we loved Akadama Drive because of its broad strokes, right? I don't think any of us were particularly compelled by the individuality of any specific character in Akadama right. Drive as much as we were like really bought in by its an ensemble cast right, right. and the, the themes the, the, it was playing with. The, the cast of Akudama Drive is meant to represent ideals more so than be real people, right? Right. Whereas, like, 
you know, like, yes, on some level, you know, if you really want to break it down to its base parts, David and Lucy's story is a tragic, mm-hmm. doomed romance, right? Like, that's what it is. But, like, yeah. yeah, like, they, you know, they just infuse it with so much, I mean, I don't know, I guess humanity, I, I guess. Like, like it, it feels, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, pretty I think that's, that's kind of what I was getting at, is, like, I, I don't... <laughs> I knew you'd say that. I was even I was Sorry. even hesitant to even use the Sorry. term, but I couldn't think of a better word in the moment. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of a, at the core. There's a it's a love story, right? Um, which is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not what I was expecting. Um, right. But uh, you know, they and and they they have of course the cyberpunk themes as sort of the framing the framework of that, and that's kind of what informs their tragic relationship and you know um yeah i i I think i think it's good i know uh for myself and i think zig as well we're probably not as high on it but i think i think everybody liked cyberpunk i enjoyed cyberpunk a great deal you know i mean i do not want in any way to give the impression that i think it's a bad show or like absolutely yes I think yeah. for me, the key thing, and like I put it fifth on my own personal list. Um, so, like, you know, I still clearly liked it enough to put the vote in, but uh, I had a couple of things above it. Um, I think for me personally, is that I would have appreciated a bit more engagement with some of the fundamental cyberpunk themes. You know, I think that. Um, overall, the show is structured a bit more like a crime story than a cyberpunk story, and that right. is neither here nor there. You know, it's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just an observation. Um, I but when it comes to cyberpunk stories, you know, we we've seen it's obviously a very crowded and very oversubscribed genre. You know, and I appreciate it is very very difficult, perhaps, to wring something meaningful meaningfully new out of that but i would have liked to perhaps see some more engagement on that side of it but i also think that reflects my own personal tastes and what i want to see from you know futurist slash cyberpunk media so that's neither here nor there so to speak right it's yeah, kind no, of I, I think personal preference thing yeah yeah look yeah. I, I do think that is a fair like take on cyber on, on edge runners specifically because because I think I think I think when it comes to like sci-fi storytelling, right? Like, there's always that question of like, are you writing about the future or mm-hmm. are you writing about now with right the aesthetics of the future, right? And again, I don't think either is good or bad intrinsically. It's just sort of like the inherent nature of how science fiction as a genre yeah. tends to be constructed, right? And and I think for me, that's kind of like why Edge Runners hit me the way it did is like. I mean, you know, it's just a lot of like, you know, it's the times we live in, you know, it's it's the thoughts that kind of percolate in our head in this given like this this specific, uh-huh. you know, Late place we find ourselves in 2022 and now 2023. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Maybe you know, even more specific than that, though, right? Like, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, we, like, we keep joking. We keep joking about uh-huh. how we're in the worst cyberpunk future as we're dealing with like NFTs and like you know whatever horrible, right? Uh, AI generated stuff and like. And, you know. I, and I think that's why I I, I am so attached. Like again, like you know, to compare and contrast the two, right? Like, 
you know, whereas like Akudama Drive is primarily concerned with like the machinations of the police state. Like, I think the thing I kind of love about Edge Runners is I know I keep saying it, but it's it's mundane cruelty, right? The apathy mm-hmm. of how its systems operate, right? right. Like just, corporations will come yeah, up with more and more ways to extract like value meat, from you, and you know, it, when you have no more value, you are of no value to them, right? Like exactly, right? And it's like. And just the ways in which that drives everybody's actions in Edge Runners, right? Like, you know, like, like, like Lucy's desire to go to the moon is like treated as like sky, this truly, like, like by, <laughs> by multiple people, right? Like this as this truly like special personal goal. When on some level, the thing that's actually unique about it in the context of cyberpunk is just, oh, it's a goal that's not explicitly angled right. towards personal profit right it is a true actual dream right something driven by a part of her on the inside that still makes her human and i think that is why david rallies behind that dream so much and makes it his dream is because i I don't (laughs) want to say he's like a fundamentally hollow person but by the end of the Mm -hmm. show he kind of is right yeah like he has nothing but the like he makes Lucy's dream his dream because he has nothing else because he was never given a chance right. to dream of anything else. Yeah. And I think um, just looping back to the, the Lucy bit, like, yeah, again, we're talking about the strength of a good ending. I do absolutely love the ending to this. It's um, so good. <laughs> I, I, the, it's the, the whole, pretty damn dark. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty dark, but I kind of mm. love it. Um, Oh yeah, no. Like again, that's not a criticism. I think it's a yeah. fantastic ending. Yeah, yeah. And like the commitment and, to that ending, you know. Like, yeah, there, there's no, you know, there's no happy ending in this. It's it's no. very. Um, I it's still can't believe the fucking driver <laughs> is the only one who survived. What's his name? It's so good. <laughs> it's so great. Like of all yeah. the possible characters, and that he's that, old that, west looking ass. Yeah. I know that, that. Just that final shot mm-hmm. of Lucy at the moon. Yeah, at the tourist trap moon. Um, yeah, the, t- the shitty corporate moon. Right, like it's, it's just... some real like like it's it's almost like again, I don't think they it's actually intentional. But if anybody was thinking of it at the time, it would be a Maishi. There's almost like that feeling mm-hmm. of like when Fry goes yeah. to the moon in Futurama for the first time, <laughs> and it's become a fucking tourist trap right. Disneyland. And, like not even a good one. It's on like moon, super like, shitty backwater, right? It's like. There's that feeling with yeah. There's like totally that kind of feeling in like Lucy's arrival on the moon, right? Is like this yeah. is right, like except the love of my life. Get for tragedy rather than oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. This is what the love of my life fair. died to, to do to achieve for me. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, but it's and, so perfect I mean, for the ending of that yeah. series. But yeah, and it's... and kind of you know to push back against my own earlier criticism, you know, I think that you know. With the best will in the world, I mean, she is perhaps not the biggest kind of like themes and concepts guy, but he is a very mm. good feelings and people director. You know, he, yeah, he really yeah. tends on to his characters, and I think that's what makes so punk work more than anything else is that he's invested in the characters yeah. in the center of the mayhem. You know, and he really right, and obviously, you know, all the writers and animators as well, but um. You know, there is a real attachment to the humans at the center there. And I, I, I think, you know, that is his strength as a director. And I think he played to that yeah. strength in this situation. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Cyberpunk hey, and my sheet. Jackson Lance and Mark Speed. Jelly. Uh, <laughs> very, very surprising. Very yeah. surprising. Yeah. And hey, you know what? Just has nothing to do with the show itself, really. But hey, you know what? Shout outs to Trigger fighting so hard to keep Rebecca in the show. Yeah. Uh, you know, apparently. Oh, are they the going to cut her? Goes, apparently, the story goes that uh, initially CDPR was like, you can't have a character like that in a cyberpunk anime. And Trigger was oh, like, says you. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Like, uh, she's staying in the story. This this feels a lot like the Suburaya, please <laughs> do not do rude fan out of our characters, sell body pillows thing all over again. <laughs> yeah, right. right. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's Good. just, uh, yep. you know, it, it, they, they, they pulled it off. Probably... Yeah. Yep. It gets cyberpunk better than the game it's adapting. Got cyberpunk. Yes. Yep. For sure. All right. Well, it's over. That's it. 2022 is done. A fine list is over. A fine selection of anime, I, I think it's fair to say. Yes. A lot of, a lot of good shows on here, so... Uh, oh yeah, boy! Oh boy! Ready to do it all over again, guys. Hell yeah! I can't so, wait for the upcoming season, oof. which is bound to be full of high if you quality lo- if stuff. You like Isekai. Oh god! Yeah, get ready for the Isekai revenge next. Uh, <laughs> I know if you've ever read any of yes, my work, actually. you know that I love Isekai. Indeed. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, wrap things up with our housekeeping then. You can check us out uh, at theglorioblog.com where you can read our posts and everybody else's thoughts on these shows and all of our our other very Glorio 2022 year-end posts where we each individually sum up uh, something about 2022 that was interesting or important to us. Um, So check those out. (laughs) We're still on Twitter at theglorioblog. For now. Also on co-host at Glorio. Uh, and you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Stitcher, and of course YouTube. You can like, comment, tell us what subscribe, you think the top ten are. Yep. <laughs> tell us what your top ten. Yes, t- tell us yeah. what your top ten would be. Yeah, or... let us know if we missed anything in our top Just ten. Kidding. Yeah, between you know, that and our I, honorable I, mentions, you know, anything. anything I, I, you know, I think we yeah. objectively, definitively spoke to every good, worthwhile anime that aired in twenty twenty two. I don't think there's really think anything was... else worth mentioning. But if by any oh, chance yeah, yeah. something maybe uh, <laughs> didn't show up here, yeah, yeah. please feel free <laughs> to write in us. so we can tell you how wrong you are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for another year. We love you all. Yes. yes. Uh, so we do, um, we do love you all. That will do it then. So tell your friends, tell your enemies. We'll catch everybody next time. <laughs> <laughs>